my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the third episode in the Animals in the Full House series. I'm just, guys, I, I come up with a creative name and I'm sorry. So, the episode I am doing for this is Season 6. Episode 21, entitled Room for One More, which aired on April 6th, 1993. Yes, in this episode, we are going to meet Scruffy the Potbelly Pig. In this episode, Jesse discusses with Becky the possibility of having another baby, but he finds out he already has his hands full when one of the twins is sick, Joey's injured, and Danny and the kids help with the radio show Run From Home while babysitting a neighbor's pet pig. (laughs) This episode's got a 6.6 out of 10 rating on IMDb based on 150 ratings. See, do we have any guest stars? We have Mark Revivo, and it says wrestler. So I'm guessing, who is this guy supposed to be? Because I remember this episode, unless, let me go back. Unless this is supposed to be um, the mime at the end of the episode. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Alright. This episode was directed by Tim Ricard. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, uh, Stacey Herr, and Dennis Rinsler. Story Barry, Mark Marin. Mark Warren. Why did I say Marin? I don't know. Okay. Alright. Ooh, we got a review. Do we have any trivia? We have no trivia. But let's go to the review. Oh, the ever-faithful power man, Dan. Oh, I've missed him or her. All right. Gives us a 7 out of 10 entitled Anarchy. (laughs) Published on March 25th, 2019. With seven people in the house able to take care of newborns, all seems fine, right? Jesse and Becky talk about the possibility of having another baby. All seems to be going okay with the radio show, being programmed at home, but chaos arises. Stephanie and Michelle pig sit an ugly pig. Aw, you're hurting Scruffy's feelings. Joey gets injured. One of the twins gets a cold and a pandemonium, and more pandemonium erupts. So one bad day happened. Why do radio at home? Why have another baby so soon? I was never quite on board with Jesse and Becky having another kid. Nikki and Alex are still young and require full attention at all times. Luckily, they have another kid 20-some years later. Yes. (laughs) It took them 20-plus years to have another child. But as much as they bag on their own twins and just like, Oh my gosh, my kids run a taco truck and they're 
college dropouts or whatever. It's like, ay, 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 ay. All right, the next one also gives it a 7 out of 10. Titled, er, all right. Like, meh, it's all right. By S-U-D-I-P-T-A-Q. Okay. January 28th, 2008. So 2008. Wow, this review is over 11 years old. 11 and a half years old, actually. Er, all right. I am personally a fan of Full House. I have watched every episode of my knowledge on the series. But this, this one is really different from the rest. It starts off by showing Jesse and Becky arguing about whether or not to have another baby. Why? I don't really think they argue about it. Becky says she cannot handle it because they already have the twins and because of each other's careers. This episode contains much more sexual references than any other Full House episode and is slightly inappropriate because in the end it shows Becky and Jesse agreeing to make more babies. And then Jesse turns off the light and gets on top of Becky, no parts shown. And in the dark we can hear Jesse and Becky and oh, for heaven's sake! Yeah, so this one is a little weird. <sighs> okay, you know what? Like I said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but it's a family show. They weren't gonna show anything. Heaven forbid, a husband and wife show their outward affection towards each other. I mean, it was dark. We all knew what was going on. Let's not make it worse than what it was. My God. So we got some goofs. With all the stuff unintentionally broadcasted, including the wrestling rap, for such a large time span, realistically, Jesse and Joey would have been fired right away from the radio station. Revealing mistakes, Danny comes to the basement to check on Joey and takes over the radio for Jesse and Joey. He says, hi, this is Danny the T, covering for Jesse the K and Joey the H. If he is intending on using the first letter of their last names... Joey would be a G. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, I don't get it. What's the H mean? He says, well, H means horizontal for horizontal, which is what Joey's doing right now on the floor. Like, what? Oh, my goodness. So I think Scruffy's kind of cute in his own little piggy way. I mean, he's not no Wilbur. He's not Gordy. He's not Babe. But he's not, you know, he was not asked to be any of them. We're not going to get any talking pig. We're just going to get Scruffy. And it's kind of cute because Scruffy is like an all-black pig and he's got like a black like mohawk that runs all the way back down his neck across his... And it's just, it's so cute. I mean, his hair looks, you know, kind of coarse like a bristle, bristle brush, but it's still, it's, it's adorable. He's adorable. And he eats out of a bottle. Yeah, really, my pig references go as far back as, you know, Charlotte's Web. You know, we got Wilbur, you got Babe, you got Gordy. My sister did 4-H, my cousins did 4-H, and they raised pigs. I would have loved to have done 4-H if I would have been allowed to. They didn't think I could handle it, so, oh well. Okay, so, of course, let's go to the DVD box and see what the... Description is, and we'll kind of see what one sounds better. Is this a winner or a dud? All right. A fuller house? Oh, I like that. Jesse thinks it may be time to present the twins with a little brother or sister. 
no mention of Scruffy because it says the title is Room for One More, as in let's add another baby to the attic when we're already bursting at the seams. Um, I kind of like this one over the the other. I, I, I think this one is a good one. I honestly do. Sometimes we get some that are, you know, either hits or misses. This one's definitely hit, not a miss, so... All right, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let you Tanner newbies know where you can f- listen to the podcast. You can do so on Apple Podcasts. You can do so. You can listen on SoundCloud. You can listen on Podbean. I'm sure you could probably even listen on Google. I've uh, noticed on SoundCloud different uh, platforms and formats of how and where people are listening. So many, many different ways, apparently. So that's awesome. Um... If you want to follow along with the podcast and know what's, because I don't cover the episodes episode by episode, season by season, I do themes. Currently, right now, I am in the theme of animals in the full house. Or so, I wish I could have come up with something creative. Maybe by the time I post these episodes, because they won't be posted until July, and it's currently June 10th. Um. Maybe I'll come up. Maybe you guys can come up with a cool, crazy title for for this series. But um, yeah. So I've covered Rocket the Horse. I've covered Ginger, the Chimp. Now I'm going to be covering Scruffy. And of course, lastly, next week is going to be all about Shorty the Donkey. So if you go to Facebook, you search Full House Podcast. You search. Fuller House podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up in the search bar. Also, on Instagram, OMHC, Full House Fuller House Pod. And on Twitter, OMHC Full House. If you guys would like to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can do so at podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, which I hope you are, and you want to show the podcast some love, some Tanner Full House love, some Fuller House love, go to iTunes and leave a review. We've gotten a, a few reviews just in the last couple of weeks. It's, just, it's awesome. I love that, guys. I love that you love the show. So thank you so much for listening. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into a room for one more. But, of course, before we get into the official episode, we get to see the fun, cute, cold open. Joey with Nikki and Alex. And I gotta say, I love these adorable-looking sweaters that the boys are wearing. Now, I'm not sure which one's Nikki and which one's Alex. But one of them is wearing a sweater that's got, like, a crest on it that makes me... Almost makes me think of, like, the Harry Potter crest, but not. And then we have the other twin, which is wearing a blue button-up v-neck sweater, which is cute. Um, so they got the boys' tricycles. We will see those quite a bit in the background as the rest of the series progresses. They're always, like, off in the background or something. Um... <laughs> And I, I just, they're kind of a lilac lavender color, and I'm just like, oh, it'd be cool if they got, like, 
maybe a red one and a blue one or a green one and a yellow one. I mean, nothing against them being lavender and stuff. You know, when I was little, I had a blue tricycle that had um, Donald a Donald Duck sticker on the seat of it. And I think my mom clearly probably got it from a garage sale, so... And that makes me think of when I had my training wheels taken off. I remember I was at my aunt and uncle's house, and my cousins were all riding their bikes down the hill, and my dad was there dropping my bike off. And I'm like, can you take the training wheels off? Because I want to go down the hill with them, and it's just the training wheels aren't going to make it go, you know, the speed that I want it to. So, yeah, I just I remember that day is the day my training wheels came off. I'm going to go right down this hill. Michelle's just sitting at the table with a cookie and a glass of milk, just kind of watching the twins. Like, this is a big moment for them. They're becoming even more mobile. So Joey's kind of, he's putting on like a western sheriff type of accent. Like, hey, boys, look at that. There's them tricycles. They could be your best friend or your worst enemy. And I'm just like... Even with Michelle, Michelle just looks at Joey like, just let them ride. They don't know what you're talking about. So Joey's still in the Western Sheriff. I said, all right, boy, start your engines. And they go over there. And they're not even sitting on the seats, really. And of course, Michelle's like, haven't you ever heard of pedals? Because the kids are doing the Fred Flintstone the feet on the floor and not on the pedals. Because the pedals actually are right where the wheel is at. It's almost like... Oh, you know what would have been cool? If they had gotten a couple of those big wheels in there, that would have been cool. I, I have one of those. Those are so fun. Oh, you're doing it. You're like laying back. And now there's like an adult version well, I mean, if you want to call them an adult version where you'll see people, like, leaning back and then pedaling. And it's on these bikes, and it's just like, wow. And sometimes when I see people on bikes, I mean, you have the recreational people, but then you got the people that are, like, seriously into bike, you know, cycling. Where they got, like, the spandex suit, they got the helmet, they got the whole nine yards. And I'm just like... Wow, there goes a real dedicated bike person, <laughs> cyclist. Like, yeah, those people mean business. They're not out for a jolly old John. They're they're doing their thing. All right, soldiers, listen up. <laughs> those there are tricycles. They can be your best friend. <laughs> They can be your worst enemy. Joey, just let them ride. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear of pedals? Fred Flintstone. <laughs> And that was a cold open. It was short. It was cute and adorable. Brought up some great bike memories. When I do Easy Rider, maybe I can think of some others. <laughs> Alright, so we come out of the intro and we are up in Jesse and Becky's 
apartment. Okay, I'm going to shut this a little bit. Trucks with their loud motors. <laughs> so, yeah, and we just see who we later learn is Alex at the coffee table, just coloring with these giant crayons. And we hear the toilet flush, and we hear Jesse say, All right, Nikki, way to go! And then he comes out with Nikki, holding him in the air, almost like Simba-like in The Lion King. Like, all right, hey, guess what, Alex? Your brother did it. He used the potty. (laughs) So before he can break out the cookies and juice boxes in celebration, Becky comes running up the stairs, just jubilant, excited with news. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Jess, I have big, big news. And he's like, so do I. Guess what my news is. She's like, no, 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 let me go first. This is really big. He's like, uh, okay. So it turns out she's got a shot at being a reporter. She's got a two-week trial as a field reporter for the afternoon news. Um, here's the thing. Because, <laughs> you know, later on in the towards the end of the show, Jesse is just so slammed with many, many, many different occupations. He's got multiple, multiple hats. So she's already doing Wake Up San Francisco and everything, right? And she wants to do a two-week tryout for the news. So is she going to just fill in when someone's sick? Or, I mean, I don't know. That's a lot to balance. I mean, you're doing one thing and another thing. You're going to be gone, like, all the time. You're never going to see your husband and kids. I mean, I get her excitement. I mean, that's a big deal. Jesse's like, wow, that is great news. It's even better than, you know, Nikki using the little baby potty. She's like, he used the potty? You mean not as a hat? (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, all right, Nikki, way to go. And he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> all right. Poor little Alex gets overshadowed. All right, Nikki, way to go. <laughs> Alex, your brother did it. He went potty. Jess. Beth, I got great news. So do I. No, mine is really big. Mine is huge. Bigger than anything you've ever heard. Enormous. Oh, really? No, I just wanted to go first. (laughs) Honey, I got a two-week tryout as a field reporter for the afternoon news. Rebecca Donaldson on the spot. Congratulations. That is big news. That's even bigger than uh, Nikki used a little baby potty. Nikki used a potty? You mean not as a hat? (laughs) Nikki, that is big news. All right. All right. You would have been so proud seeing him sit up there on his little throne. All he needed was a sports page. Oh, honey. They're growing up so fast. They're too. I miss having babies around. Yeah, but you know what? Still this babies. Is I mean, now you can concentrate on your career. I mean, th- this new gig came at the perfect time. I mean, you know the old saying things have a way of working out the way they're supposed to work out. And when they work out, you, you got to just, you know, step back and say, hey. That's not an old saying. No. Give it time. <laughs> Potty. Potty? Yeah. Honey, it's an encore. <clears throat> I'll check the sports page. There you go, little man. <laughs> Alex, grab a crayon and take notes, son. So Nikki is like, Potty! And it's like, Beck, it's an encore. Alex, 
grab a crayon and take notes. I love how Nikki goes for the little newspaper sitting there on the coffee table and just takes it and starts like, all right. So, of course, Becky and Jesse grab Alex. Like, all right, let's watch your little brother go potty so you can learn how to do it. Gosh, I remember when I was... It's such a distant memory. But I remember I was going to the bathroom. I was really, really little. And I think my dad had left the seat up or something. So when I went to go sit down, I, like, fell into the toilet. And I'm like, help, help, I'm stuck. You know how guys tend to like to leave the toilet seat up. Huh. Luckily, my husband doesn't have that. You know, he's like, thank you, thank you. That is a big thing with guys. Like, always leaving the toilet seat up. Or they're always like, oh, they're always leaving the toilet seat down. Like, what can I say? We're built differently. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get, I'm guessing room for one more pretty much is the Jesse Becky, let's have another baby because she's even saying like, oh, I'm really gonna miss having babies around. They're growing up so fast. I'm like, they're two. They just learned how to go to the bathroom. It's fine. But, hmm. Not to mention, they have two kids, even though they're twins. Like, that is still a lot of work. Jesse's like, hey, you know, this is a great idea. Just now you can focus on your career. I thought you already have one with Wake Up San Francisco. So the whole thing with Scruffy actually is going to be plot B. So we're downstairs. We got Joey. Looks like he's taping up maybe a hockey stick. We got Danny and Comet. Comet's just hanging out right by Danny. And... Stephanie walks in with a duffel bag. The color of the duffel bag, it's interesting because it's kind of a teal color, which matches her teal and white striped shirt. Tell me that wasn't a coincidence. But um, Dan's like, hey, where's Michelle? And Stephanie's like, oh, well, she's out back with Scruffy. And he's like, well, that was so nice of you offering to watch the, uh, the Snyder's dog. Davison's, I was so off. Why did I say Snyder? I don't know. And the thing is, <clears throat> let's just say that it wasn't, Scruffy was a dog and not a pig for a hot second here. Um, you already have a dog. You don't know how your dog is going to react, whether they're going to want another dog in the house. You didn't have like, hey, let's have the dogs meet on common ground, like maybe outside or somewhere, so that way they can get to know each other. Because that's the thing, I mean, I know they want to be like, oh, we can watch your dog or whatever, and it's like, you don't know how your dog's going to react. They may not want that other dog in their house. But no, it's a pig, so even still, I really think that an introduction with the dog would have been good, because we know Comet, he's a lovable sweetheart of a dog. But what's to say that he wouldn't... I mean, Goldens are not prone to acting aggressive. But you just... You don't know how the dog's going to react. We know how he's going to react here. He's a little scary cat, but... <laughs> but I'd rather have him running away in fear than acting out aggressively towards this piglet. This little, uh... The old scruffster. So, of course, Danny thinks it's a dog... He didn't check up on this at all, which 
you kind of would if you were a parent. Like, oh, you agreed to take so-and-so's pet for a week or so? Okay. What kind of pet do they have? Danny, you should have really asked questions. Because this is where Stephanie drops the bomb. Like, well, Scruffy's not actually a dog. And Danny's like, okay, then what is he? And Michelle shows up with a pig. And Danny's like, that's a pig. It's like, yeah? His name is Scruffy. Hey, Steph. Where's Michelle? (laughs) Oh, she's not back with Scruffy. And that was really nice of you guys to watch the Davis's dog while they're on vacation. Uh, Dad, Scruffy's not your typical dog. (laughs) Aww. That, that would be a pig. Yeah. You, you, you did not say that Scruffy was a pig. You didn't ask. Girls, you really should have told me. Oh, the dog's out of here. Bye. You, you cannot keep a pig in this house. Pigs are dirty and they're stinky. <laughs> dirty and stinky, huh? scruffy he's got a harness on he's on a leash and the audience just laughs at danny's repulsed reaction his repulse and disgust and ugh. and he's like that that that's a pig and it's like yeah this is scruffy so like, you didn't say that scruffy was a pig and the girls are like well michelle's like you didn't ask i'm like okay girls come on what if he says, I don't want that pig here in my house. You can keep it in the backyard or just, I don't want it. You'll have to take it back. What if the Davisons are already on vacation? 
they pretty much think this is a done deal. But then again, you're adult. You don't just say, sure, it's okay. Yeah, you can watch my, it's okay with your dad though, right? You got to get permission. No, you would be talking to Danny about this. Because this, you don't make an agreement with kids to watch a pet without checking with the parents first. You don't know if someone's got a pig allergy, an allergy to their dander, how the pig's going to react to the dog. Uh, they don't have any other animals in that house. The pig's not aggressive in any way. So, but still. And they're like, hey, Comet, meet Scruffy. Comet is, boom, he is gone. Like, eh. You know that I think about it? Comet wasn't around in season five for, uh, or if he was around in the house, we didn't see him. When Ginger came about, that would have been interesting to see a reaction between Comet and Ginger. And now that I think about it, do we get a, we'll have to see in the next episode with Shorty the donkey. Do we get one with Shorty and Comet? I don't think we do. And Danny's like, hey, look, I want Comet. I don't want this pig in this house. And so he's like, Dad, how do you say that? Shorty, er, Shorty. Scruffy is so adorable. He's like, you can't keep a pig in this house. Pigs are dirty and they're stinky. And I love how Joey bends down to Scruffy and Scruffy's like... <laughs> and Joey just looks up at Danny like, well, he doesn't think much of you either there, Danny. The girls are just, they're in love with Scruffy the idea that they get to take care of a an animal that normally they wouldn't see it like on a regular basis i mean they have a dog oh the girls they love animals so jesse he comes into the living room he's wearing a white and red flannel shirt with what looks like a sweatshirt tied around his waist and Danny's just trying to find anyone who will agree with him not to have Scruffy in the house. Like, here you go, Jess. He will agree with me. Jess, do you want this pig living in our house? And Jesse looks at Joey and kind of, like, lightly slaps him on the face. Like, oh, well, it's been six years. I'm kind of used to him by now. And Joey is just like, okay, no. <laughs> As he takes Jesse's hand off of his shoulder. Like, <laughs> not him. No, him. And Jesse's reaction, I'm like, ah! Jesse's reaction to Scruffy is like he just saw that inside out baboon from the fly. <laughs> and he even calls Scruffy hideous. It's like, aww. You're hurting Scruffy's feelings. So, of course, it's like, Uncle Jesse, do you want to feed him? And Jesse's like kind of patting his shirt, like, I'd love to, but I'm, you know, <laughs> fresh out of slop. And Michelle's like, well, he drinks from a bottle. And this is what is going to ignite that fire in Jesse's soul of the baby wanting. Like, I want to have another baby. This is what seals that deal, right? <laughs> he gives the bottle to Scruffy, who's making that, you know, slurping sound like anyone who would drink from a bottle would make. He's like, oh, he's making that cute little slurping sound, which reminds me of when I used to give Nikki and Alex their bottle. Oh, and look at their brown eyes. It's His brown eyes are so, oh, they just remind me of Nikki and Alex. And this is where he's kind of feeling sentimental, like, oh, you know, Becky and I were just talking how we miss having babies around. 
And this scene here with Joey and Jesse, like, oh, are you saying, like, we can have, we can do it, we can have another kid around? And Jesse's like, yeah, of course. And they hug, and it's one of those, oh, I'm hugging a man, like, type of moments, like, oh my gosh. This is the idea, like, two men can have a kid together. Like, okay, okay, we get it. And I love how when Jesse's feeding Scruffy, he's, like, patting down his hair. It's almost like he's picturing Nikki or Alex's face over the top of Scruffy's face. Petting Scruffy's bristly, coarse mohair. Mo mohawk hair. He does kind of have a mohawk. Michelle's like, oh, he loves you, Uncle Jesse. Well, I don't know about love, but he definitely uh, is enjoying that bottle. And Jesse's like, oh, well, I guess I'm kind of <laughs> fond of him, too. <laughs> yeah, he says, you know, when he looked up at me here with these brown eyes and the wet snout, I kind of feel something. And Joey's like, hot pig breath? This is where he kind of lets them know. It's like, no, Becky and I are just talking about how the boys are growing up so fast, and it's just we kind of miss having babies around. And this, you know, Joey's like, oh, well, do you, do you mean it? Could we have another, you know, baby around? And Jesse's like, well, the timing's right. And jo Joey's like, yeah, all right, well, let's do it. And they hug, and Jesse kind of breaks apart, like, the whole idea of, like, oh, two guys having a kid. Like, okay. Occasionally they got to get their um, uncomfortable Gay, gay joke in there, which, I mean, it's San Francisco and everything, it's the 90s, it's a family show, it's whatever, but, I mean, now it's, you don't laugh at it, because, you know, men couples can, they can have surrogates, they can adopt, you know, to, to have families and stuff like that, so I don't really find it a laughing matter. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, um, it's, up in the attic, Jesse's got the lights dimmed as much as he can. It looks very, very romantic. He's got a table set up with a tablecloth, a little uh, doily type of tablecloth over the top of it, some fake flowers, some candles. He's even got the covers on the plates to kind of hide what he made. Oh, I love how the, the jukebox in the background is is glowing. That's that's nice. I like that. He's got so many pictures of Elvis up there. It's but then again, this is Jesse. Why am I surprised? I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, he Rebecca comes home from work completely surprised. At, like, what is all this? As he pulls the tops off the plates. And she's looking at, like, the baby corn, the baby back ribs, and the baby shrimp and everything. She's kind of looking at him like, this is the same meal I made for you when I told you I was pregnant. Well, but he didn't even, I'm surprised he even remembered what was on there because he was so jazzed about going on tour with his band for the summer. So how could he even remember that? Maybe they reheated it in, the, in, in their microwave or something and ate it. But this is just a sweet gesture, and she's a little concerned, a little like, like, what's what's up with this? Why are you making this for me? And Jesse pops the question, like, 
I, I want to have, let's have a baby. And she's like, what, now? And he's like, well, no, not now, but, you know, nine months from now. And she's kind of trying to figure out where his head is at. Like, where is all this coming from? And he brings up the fact that, you know, you mentioned you miss having babies around, you know, with Nikki and Alex being potty trained and how they're growing up so fast and how you kind of miss, you know, wanting a baby. And he brings up, you know, don't you miss rocking a baby in your arms and changing their diapers and feeding them their bottle? You know, and their little brown eyes and their corkscrewed tail. And Becky just kind of at that looks at Jesse like, Honey, I think some of that moose you're using is seeping into your brain. So if we didn't have Scruffy, then Jesse would have probably let that whole let's have another baby thought just zoom on past. Because I, I think it took feeding Scruffy that bottle to ignite that fire in Jesse's belly about wanting a, a, another baby. It's like, you have two babies still. They're two. They're technically babies. Still, kind of. It's like, you have enough stuff going on with your career. You don't have time to be having another kid. Downstairs. The station does remotes all the time. I'll do the show from here, and that way I can take care of the boys. Oh, yeah, and if we sell cotton candy, we can turn this place into a carnival. <laughs> Honey, I am serious. No, this is the perfect opportunity to prove to you that we can have another baby. <laughs> now, if I could do the show and take care of two kids, one of them being sick, I'm telling you we can handle anything. You think so? Yes, I know. Honey, look, in life, there are no problems. There are just 
solutions waiting to be found. <laughs> Hallmark card? Fortune cookie. That seems a bit much for a fortune cookie. They usually only give. So while Jesse and Becky are sitting down to this dinner, we hear Nikki calling out for Mama, Dada, you know, and just uh, yeah, looks like little man's not feeling too hot as she he's standing up in his crib, like oh buddy, what's wrong? And Jesse pulls Nikki out of his crib. I don't see Alex in that room. Where is is he? It's supposedly supposed to be asleep, I'm guessing. Because the camera is only filming, like, the one half of the bedroom. But you see the other crib on the other side of the room. It's like, there's no one in that crib. Where's Alex? But anyway, yeah, like I said, Jesse pulls Nikki out of his crib. And Becky takes him. And she's oh, baby, what's wrong? And she very lightly, barely touches his forehead and says, oh, looks like he has a fever. He does sound a wee bit congested with his, you know, sound. Um, but I'd be like, why don't you check his temp just to be sure? I mean, maybe he probably does feel a little warm, but she barely even touched his forehead before she's like, oh, it's... Feels like he's got a fever. Well, why don't you hold your hand there a little longer just to make sure. Um, my aunt, the one thing she would do to check the temperature was she would put her lips on my forehead and kind of feel that way. I don't know whether that's like a, a, a thing that was done when she was young, but... I guess that's probably the quickest way, other than putting your hand there, like, hmm, let me just put my press my lips against your forehead. Oh, that your forehead feels warm. So Becky says she's going to cancel this whole two-week tryout thing and stay home until Alex is better. And I, I just love how they're neglecting the fact that she already has a job at Wake Up San Francisco. How are you doing this? Do you have... Are they on hiatus? Are they done for the summer? What's going on there? I don't know. But she's like, no, I'm going to stay here with him. And Jesse is like, no, honey, this is going to be a great way for me to prove to you that I can, we can have another kid. I can take care of Nikki. Like, how are you going to watch Alex and Nikki and keep them separated? Because if one's getting sick, the odds are the other one is going to get sick eventually. They share the same room. They're within you know, mere feet of each other. And Becky's like, well, honey, what about your radio show? He's like, oh, yeah, that. And she's like, see, you want to have another kid. Our lives are full enough as it is. We can't take on any more responsibilities. So he's like, look, I will figure it out. This is going to be a great way to prove to you we can have another kid. It's almost like sometimes when I do something... Like, I want to do this. And Jeremy's like, I don't know if you should. You're already doing so much right now. And I'm like, no, no, I'm doing it. I don't care how. I'm just... Like, when I attempted to say, I'm just going to paint what we need to get painted. Because uh, I've mentioned in previous podcasts how we're having trouble, you know, finding someone, you know, to paint the rooms that we need to get our house on the market. And, um... <laughs> we, we did good. We did the outside areas that we needed to um outside just the trim of like the window and um the shed and anyway i'm like i did i think i did all right with like the the entryway from the garage into the house it wasn't very big 
But I got to, like, one wall of the family room. And the family room is not big, but it's like, I think I'm done. It doesn't look great. But now it's like I have this renewed vigor to, like, okay, well, I think we can tackle the entryway down to the basement. And my sister actually did say that, you know, she is going to help out kind of painting the kitchen and the family room kind of that way we can kind of get the ball continuing to roll because it kind of seems like it's stuck at the moment with all these these things happening and and all that but it's like or even with me like I want to cover this show on the pod I want to do this show for a podcast I want to do this I want to do that and it's like I'm coming all these it's like I can't not focus on one thing it's like I gotta be so spread out and it's almost like you do that in a way like I don't care what it takes I'm gonna prove that I can do this it's like sometimes we don't realize we do take on too much and sometimes we just got to realize like maybe it's best that you just stick with a couple things because when you take on too much you feel like I can take on I can juggle all these things it's gonna be great and then you're like get burnt out and you're like I can't do this anymore it's okay to admit admit defeat it's okay to say this is more than I can handle. Guys, don't feel like you're, honestly, don't feel like you're a failure. Don't feel like you're failing because you can't take on more than a couple things at once. It's better to focus on one or two things all the way than to just do, like, halfway with other things and not have them be to your best potential. So Jesse's just out to he's he's determined. It's like, no, I want to have another baby, and we're gonna we're going to do that one way or another. So it's like, all right, well, I gotta go do this radio show thing that, or I gotta do my um, tryout for the uh, report afternoon reporter. So, good luck. Because we're gonna later learn Jesse's idea of taking care of Nikki is just like, oh, he's sleeping. We gave him some cough medicine or something, and he's got his baby monitor. So what are you gonna do when you're in the middle of talking? For your radio show and over the the little baby monitor is like, Daddy, Daddy, I need you, Daddy. What are you going to, you can't cut that out. Because <laughs> he's going to end up giving Danny the job of watching Alex. Like, ah, uh, that doesn't count. You said you'd be doing this yourself, not enlisting the help of others. So, yeah. So, we got Scruffy and a little, um two foot by two foot pen, no water, no, no anything. He drinks from a bottle, whatever. But it's like, there's nothing there. There's not a blanket. I don't know. Do pigs like to lay down on blankets? Maybe not. But he's on the, um, the laminate tile. So anything, you know, any peas or poos he makes can easily be, there's not even like a puppy pad or something underneath. They must have puppy pads back in, when did this come out? came out the uh april of 93 they would have had puppy pads didn't they or or a blanket so you can easily take care of the poos and the peas because you think dog poo and pee is bad i can only imagine that pig poo is really rank and nasty and not to mention, it's he's in the kitchen. That is very unsanitary. Put him down in uh, the living room or something, or the laundry room or something. 
or outside. It's not raining. Comet's got a doghouse. Put him out in the doghouse. <laughs> but that's probably where Comet's hanging out. Like, I'm gonna hang out here until Scruffy's gone. What? He's here for two weeks? Uh. So, we do see Danny putting a roast in the oven. That is going to come back in a big, big way. There's even a little cardboard sign on P or cardboard sign, uh, construction paper, pink construction construction paper that says Scruffy's home. And Danny's like, great, girls, you're going to take out that pig? It's like, okay, his name is not that pig. You wouldn't call Michelle that human. Yeah, I tend to have a habit of saying, what was it recently Jeremy was watching something? And I said, what are you watching? Oh, that Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> it's like, well, it's not that Mortal It's just Mortal Kombat. It's like, I have a... I just, I don't know why I do that. It's like, oh, is that that so-and-so that you talk to from, that you talk to from work or your whatever? It's like, what? Why do I insist on putting the word of that in front of a person's name or, or a movie or, a, oh, you're watching that show? Is that that? Like, yeah. <laughs> Danny's no different than me, apparently, in that regard. <laughs> You may as well quit while you're ahead, sweetie. Alright. Alex is all yours. Thank you. I do the show. And uh, Nikki's upstairs sleeping like a baby. Is his nose still all stuffed up? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Where's Joey? We're in the air in five minutes. <laughs> you went out rollerblading. You know, what did the donut dive open up a skate through window? <laughs> no, he says he's working out. Work out. Well, if he's not back in five minutes, he's going to be out of work. Give me a kiss. Okay. Not you. I don't know. Be a good boy. See you later. Now, Alex, today is your lucky day because you are going to learn how to use a baster. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls take Scruffy outside after Jesse comes down with Alex. And Michelle's like, Alex, say hi to Scruffy. And he's like, Piggy. She's like, why do I even bother? It's like, Michelle, yes, he's not going to call Scruffy by his name. He's going to say, Piggy. And looks like Danny is on Alex's watch as Jesse hands him over. You're on Alex's duty. And Danny's like, oh, is uh, Nikki's nose still stuffed up? And <laughs> Jesse holds up the baby monitor and we hear this <laughs> sound. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And <laughs> Danny pulls out a baster because he's going to baste this roast. I love how he, like, like squeezes the bottom part of it in Alex's face when he's just getting that air. And he's laughing. It's so cute. Oh, that's right. Now that I think about it, there is an, a high anxiety. Isn't it this season? Or is it next season? I think it's the... Isn't it? It might be next season. Season 7. Where, um... Danny is just having a blast playing with Nikki and Alex because he misses having a baby around. Well, he misses having, yeah, so. <laughs> He's 
getting that baby fever. Like, Jesse's got that baby fever right now. I get that every once in a while when I see someone I know expecting a child. I'm like, I bet. No, I don't. No, I don't. I, I honestly gotta say, guys, I commend all of you out there for being parents and having children and everything and just having that, that drive and that just to want to, you know, raise a, a child, a human being, and just... Anyway, moving on. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, just bottom line, I commend you all. You're all amazing out there. All you mothers, all you fathers, grandparents, all of you that are raising children, you keep doing what you're doing. So, Jesse, of course, is like, well, where's Joey? You know, we're on the air, like, five minutes. And Danny's like, oh, oh, yeah, he just went, no, you know, uh, rollerblading. <laughs> And he's, he's working out. And I love Jesse's like, well, if he's not back here in like a few minutes, he's going to be out of work. <laughs> so he's like, all right, give me a kiss. And Danny leans in like, not you. I'm referring to Alex. So he kisses Alex on the cheek. That sickness is going to go through that house. It's going to pass from Nikki to Alex to Becky and Jesse down to everyone else on the bottom level of the house. Everyone in the house is going to get that sickness. They could have Alex sleeping somewhere else, but in the end, if they're playing together, they're still, he's going to get that sickness. He's going to get that cold. Jesse's downstairs. Everything's, you know, people from the radio station are getting him up to rock and roll, getting ready to go. And... We see Joey being led down by Danny. He's kind of leaning on Danny. He's got a messed up back because he... This is such... Only in TV this does this sound like this would happen. He rolled down a hill, got his foot stuck in a garden hose, and then wound up in a dumpster or something like that. Like, what? What? rollerblading and I had a little mishap. A little mishap? You told me you tripped over a garden hose, fell into an open dumpster, and then rolled down Knob Hill. That's a very common accident. I don't think it is. Fine. I just need to lie down for a minute or six days. Then go upstairs and lay in bed. He's not. It's not like a hamster. Yeah, cloven hooves can do to a hardwood floor. Here. Well, then go lay down in your bed. So, okay, so what happened was Joey tripped over a garden hose, landed in a dumpster. How, I'll never understand it. It rolled down Knob Hill. What in the heck? Joey, what were you doing? Clearly he was not, well, no amount of protective equipment is going to protect him from rolling down a hill in a dumpster. You're going to be getting banged around. He probably stinks too. All the, I mean, unless it was an empty dumpster. It's still going to smell. Dumpsters are gross. They're icky. They're stinky. 
dead animals could have been in them. Stinky, nasty, garbage-filled whatevers. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> so Joey's like, oh, I just need to lie down for a minute or six days. I'm like, you need to go to bed. Lying on a hard floor ain't gonna help. And you moaning, going, eh, I'm so sore. Eh. Like, he's trying to do a radio show. And the fact that he's even including Joey at all is ridiculous. Just do it by yourself. You can do it. You can do it by yourself. You don't need a co-host. Just play more music than you normally would. That's all you got to do. This is speaking for someone who's not a DJ. I, I, I don't work at a radio station. But I would just assume Joey is not fit mentally or emotionally at this time to fulfill the role of co-host of the Rush Hour Renegades. He needs to be in his bed. So Stephanie and Michelle come down and say that Scruffy got loose in the house. Like, he's a pig. He's, oh, you guys want to hear a story about, it's lucky that, that I saw this when it happened because otherwise I would have lost Liesl, my hamster. Um, I clean her cage once a week. I put her in her hamster ball. And we have some of the doors to the room shut so she's not going in them. And we, I just hear bang, 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 bang. Like she's banging the hamster ball up against a door. So I come in there into the hallway, and she is out of her hamster ball. Like the top of it that you just lock into place, it popped off. And luckily I got there when I did because I was able to get her back in her hamster ball, secure the locked top. And I'm like, if I hadn't went in there, who knows? We could have lost Le I could have lost Liesl. And with Quinny running around, I don't know how she'd react. She'd probably see Liesl and think, Ooh, this is my prey. I'll I I, I don't know, but we could have she could have been lost in the house forever. We probably never would have gotten her back. That would have been a big oh my gosh. So, yeah, actually next month, July 5th, Lisa will be a year and a half old. I can't believe it. Okay, now back to this. So, the girls let Danny know. Like, Scrappy got loose in the house. And he's like, do you have any idea what cloven hoofs could do to a wood floor? So, he's like, all right, I got to go find this pig. He gives Alex back to Jesse. And Jesse's like, I got a radio show. He's like, I got a pig loose in my house. I got to go get him. It's like, okay, you'd think with, like, three people you'd be able to get this pig. But pigs, I guess, move pretty fast, especially small ones like Scruffy. <laughs> I mean, I, I could like to see them try to catch a rabbit because that is very difficult. <laughs> yeah. So Jesse puts Alex down by... There's, like, some crayons and a coloring book. But there's also reels of, like, film film reels or tape reels or whatever reels you'd use, like, when you're recording stuff, which just happens to be right there. So you know that's going to be a mishap coming up. That's right. It's the Rush Hour Renegades coming at you live from our house. 
Joey, come on now. Shut up, Joey. I knew this would happen. this would happen. He's like, hey, we're broadcasting from my house. We got Joey here. And he turns the microphone, dips it down, and Joey, who's still laying on the floor, is going, oh! It's like, Joey. My goodness. So, of course, he reads an ad for Vic's Vision Center saying, hey, if you need glasses, pull over. And then, of course, wouldn't you know it, as soon as he plays a commercial, we hear the baby monitor. Daddy! Help, Daddy! Uh, I knew that would happen, so he grabs it, and it's almost like he thinks he can talk into it like a microphone. Like, I'm coming, son! It's okay! I'll be right there! And he steps over Joey's like, Joey, partner, old buddy, get off your butt! And Joey just looks at Jesse and says, Jess, I can't even feel my butt. Then go to a chiropractor or go lay down in bed. You're not doing anybody or yourself any favors by lay just laying on that floor. Nobody any favors. So, of course, the commercial's almost over. Jesse's like, all right, I'll play a little music. I don't know how those machines work. Well, you can set up to play one song and another and another and, like, at least 15 minutes of songs. Can you do that? I don't know. So now we go to the kitchen. We got Danny coming in from outside looking for Scruffy. Michelle and Steph are looking for Scruffy. Jesse's screaming upstairs, I'm coming, Nikki! Daddy's on his way! And he hands off Alex to Stephanie like you guys watch him. I gotta go find, I gotta go take care of Nikki, who's up from his nap. So he tells Danny, go downstairs, a song is playing, when it's over, put in another cart, which is probably short for cartridge. And it's like, don't worry, I mean, Joey's down there, he knows all this lingo, so I'm sure he'll help you out. Because he's like, cart, got it. It's a cart. Yes, leave that back door open for anybody to come through. We have not come up with a saying, it's always open. We have not come up with that. We have not come up with it for at least 20 plus years. So, yeah. I like this view of a camera shot where the camera's like, the angle's on the floor as we see Scruffy coming out of the bathroom. Don't know what he was doing in there. <laughs> as Jesse comes up the stairs, he's like, I found the pig! 
And Michelle's like, he has a name! Like, okay, yeah. I don't think even Scruffy cares if you call him Scruffy. You could call him Scruff Butt and he wouldn't care. Or the Scruffster. Or Mr. Scruffleupagus. I don't know. <laughs> oh, those are so cute nicknames! Hey, Scruffleupagus! <laughs> That's adorable. I love it. Or Scruff Man. So Jesse goes up to the attic, into the boys' room. Nikki is standing up in his crib. It turns out, I guess he's got a runny nose and needs someone to wipe it because he can't do it himself yet. <laughs> so he's like, alright, buddy. Here you go. Here's a Kleenex. Give it your best shot. And he really, like, blows a... <laughs> like, blows into that Kleenex. Like, wow, that's a heck of a honk you got there. So he's like, all right, let's turn on Daddy's radio show because there's a little radio on the dresser. And then he sits him down in the rocking chair. Like, all right, let's just listen to Daddy's radio show while you drift off to dreamland. And we can show your mom we can have another baby. <laughs> now let's go back downstairs and see how Danny's doing. Now, we know that he's a TV personality, so of course he's going to go really big here. Just really hamming it up. And I'm just thinking now, it's like, yeah, he got a runny nose. Like, that nose, you can't just clear that up with one blow. That is going to keep running like a faucet. And he's going to keep calling you up there. I mean, no one wants to hang out in a crib that they can't get out of, having snot dribbling down their chin. That's just nasty. So, Danny's at the controls with the microphones trying to figure out how you get on air. And Joey's like, oh, you push the red button, but I wouldn't do that. <sighs> yeah, it's like they're paying Jesse. Well, and Joey, Joey's not getting any pay. He shouldn't be because he's not doing anything. So, Danny's like, hey, it's Danny the T filling in for Jesse the K. And Joey the H, which stands for horizontal, which is... Horizontal, which is what Joey's doing right now. We don't need to hear about that. Like, come on now. And they didn't clear that with the radio station. They don't want some unknown voice on there unless they're paying them. Or they've approved it. Joey, how do you get on the air with this thing? Oh, Danny, you pushed the red button, but, but I don't think you should, okay? Hey, uh, you're listening to Danny the T filling in for Jesse the K and Joey the H, uh, which stands for horizontal, which is exactly what he's doing right now. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm on the radio! And look at that, I'm getting a cardiovascular workout at the same time. Damn it, And to, hey, Joey, this is fun. Uh, you guys get paid for this? <laughs> Until today. Yeah. Put some music on. 
And uh, how exactly would I do that, my laid-back buddy? Start the bottom right cartridge and push the third fader from the left. Quickly. Got it. What's going on? We're doing a radio show! <laughs> Sorry, loud, Uncle Jesse's buddy. upstairs with Nikki and uh, Joey's in a little pain. Oh, is it your back? Yes, in my hand. Kimmy's standing on it. Get blown! <laughs> what a whiner. <laughs> well, Dad, we didn't know you were going to be here. We wanted to use the studio to record a rap that Kimmy wrote for the wrestling team's pep rally. Oh, Great, let's hear what you got. On the radio? Mm. Well, I don't know, we're pretty bad. Oh, don't worry about it. We're not on the air, nobody can hear you. Besides, I kind of like that skip-hop music. What? <laughs> Dad, don't you mean hip-hop? Oh, yeah, I like it all. Uh, all right, guys, ready? Let's see how this is gonna go. Hit it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, half Nelson, Nelson, Pin, and Reversal! Gonna do it all, cause this ain't no rehearsal! Headlock, scissor, hold, scott, let's just do! And if it takes it on, girls, that's what we'll do! <laughs> Son, there you go. You go back to sleep while I go downstairs and kill your Uncle Danny. Can you imagine you're listening to the radio and all of a sudden the DJ you're normally used to hearing isn't there and then this loud personality is like, hey, I'm on the radio and I'm getting a cardiovascular workout at the same time. Because he's grabbing both microphones and just, because they're on these long, like, stands that you can maneuver however you need to. And he's, like, yanking them back and forth, almost like he's rowing a boat, like they're anchors and he's rowing a boat. It's like, we're on a rowing machine. It's like, dude, can you imagine being, <laughs> hearing that come through your speaker? Like, what in the what? And he, Danny's like, hey, Joey, this is fun. Uh, do you guys get paid for this? And <laughs> Joey's like, yeah, we used to. <laughs> probably not anymore. Because we're probably about to be fired. <laughs> yeah. DJ comes down with Steve, Kimmy, and two of Steve's wrestling buddies. Turns out Kimmy wrote a song or a skit or a chant something for the pep rally for the wrestling team and it's just it's not good <laughs> it really it's not good because they were going to use jesse's recording studio to film basically um record a rap for the pep rally oh so you're meaning that way it just is played they don't actually have to act it out like they're going to act it out here okay so even though Joey's like, oh, I don't think you should do this, but this is how you get on the radio. This is how you get on air. Because he says, hit the third fader from the left. Which we're going to later find out from Jesse. It's the third fader from the right. Oh, basically how you cut it off. Okay, gotcha. But no, actually they are on the air, not knowing that they are, because <laughs> we're going to cut right up to Jesse, who's listening to his radio station, and it's just, like, pure havoc is taking place downstairs, and he can't get down there fast enough. He, like, leaps out of that rocking chair, tosses Nikki in the crib, and is down the stairs in a heartbeat. Of course, he crosses paths with Scruffy again, tries to grab Scruffy, and Scruffy is just like, no, 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 don't touch me. 
So Chester's like, all right, hmm. Here we go. Here's a piece of lettuce. See, Scrubby, I got lettuce. You like lettuce, don't you? Here you go. Puts him right in that little pen that has no locking mechanism of any kind. He just, like, nudges way out and boom, he's out. By the way, it seems like as DJ got older, like season six, they're always putting her in these long, baggy shirts. It's like, you got olive green mixed with, like, a, uh, with kind of an army green. But I, I'm not really digging, I mean, uh, Kimmy's got a look here. She's got yellow socks, black leggings, and what looks like a kind of a white, yellow, lined black type of, uh, dress on. I mean, it's nice looking. The pattern really goes together, but... I like Steve's Aztec shirt. It's really, I like the designs. I like the colors. It's just, it really, really pops against his dark hair and tan skin. Danny says that Joey's a little uh, out of commission right now. He's in pain. And DJ's like, oh, is it your back? And he's like, yes. And my foot, Gibbler, you're standing on it. You're standing, or his hand. Gibbler's standing on, Kimmy's standing on his hand. Like, and my hand, Gibbler, you're standing on it. Off. And she's like, oh, what a baby. Have you ever had someone step on your hand even by accident? Like, if you're on the floor doing something? It does not feel well. Even if someone, like, got too close to you and accidentally stepped on your foot, even for a second, it's like, that hurts. So S Steve's like, what, on the air? Because just Joey's like, I can't talk to save my life. Danny's like, oh, just, it's okay, I mean, we're not on the air or anything, let's hear what you got. And Steve's like, what, on the air, on the radio? We're pretty bad. And not in a good way. Danny's like, oh yeah, I like that skip hop music. And DJ's like, don't you mean hip hop? It's like, yeah, that too, I like it all. Like, whatever, Danny. <laughs> so the guys get really into it. And, well, with the rapping and everything, and that one guy in the striped shirt making, like, spitting, like, you know. I guess he's been referred to in other Full House podcasts that have covered this episode as the guy from the Police Academy movies making all those sound effects. Kind of like that. Yeah, the rap is horrible. I mean, Kimmy wrote it, so I don't hold much uh, stock in that. Joey just puts his hands up to his eyes like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. This is horrid. Clearly the guy with the dark hair who is behind Steve and closer to Kimmy is the one that's doing the <laughs> that spitting whatever sound that he's doing and of course he'd probably be the one who's spitting on Kimmy and she's like who's spitting on me and all of a sudden it, the rap just ends and like, nobody's spitting on you it's like no I am wet what's going on <laughs> Joey uh, Jesse just like turns it off like, you gotta be kidding me. I haven't even been up here for, what, maybe ten minutes and this is what's going on? <sighs> oh, hey, he's got the Smash Club, right? So he's still got that income coming in. Oh, wait, that doesn't happen till season seven. Never mind, he doesn't have the Smash Club yet. Oh, boy, yeah. So Steve and Kimmy are arguing like, oh, the problem is your voice. No, the problem is your lyrics. They suck. And DJ's trying to, like, keep the peace here. It's like, you know what your problem is? 
you're both right. And they look at her like, what? Are you kidding me? Jesse runs down there. He's like, what in the heck's going on down here? He goes over the controls, cuts it off so they're off air. Of course, before he cuts it off, he's like, hey, if anyone out there is still listening, God bless you. Here, let's play some music. Sorry about that. But he is just angry. It's like, what is going on? I only wanted you to, like, play music. I didn't want you on the air. And Danny's like, I'm sorry. Joey said to hit the third fader from the left. And Jesse's like, it's the third fader from the right. And Joey's like, well, you know, from this perspective, everything just... It's like, Joey, just don't, don't even right now, okay? You've been in that machine for how many months and years at this point? You should know even... I don't know. But I get it, he's on the floor, he's all turned around, but... What are you talking about? The problem is your voice. No, the problem is your lyrics. The problem is you're both right. Excuse me? <laughs> What's going on here? Jess, is something wrong? Yeah, something's wrong, you're on the air. Hey, this is what? Jesse Katsopoulos, and if you're still out there listening, God bless you. <laughs> all right, uh, the good news is I'm back at the controls, Joey's doing fine. Oh! <laughs> And the best part is... Scuffy's back! Okay, guys, he's what Scuffy's back. Well, the fun never stops. We'll be right back after these messages. Jess, I'm sorry. Joey told me to hit the third fader from the left. It's the third fader from the right. Yeah, Joey. You know, from down here, you really lose all sense of direction. Oh, my God. Something's burning upstairs. Scuffy, do something. All right, quiet, everybody. The commercial's almost over. I said quiet, Kimmy. Hey, that's not my grunt. All right, we are back with the Rush Hour Renegades, and we're going to finally get to some of those comedy bits we've been promising. No, we're not. We're not. Oh, here we go. Here's the pig. The house is on fire. Coming around the first turn, it's scruffy by a snout. <laughs> if anyone out there has a tranquilizer gun. Get him, get him, get him. Okay, fine. Really big Kaiser roll. Please give me a call. Okay, pal, you're mine. Okay, I hope you all enjoyed that little bit. It's called Get the Pig Out of Here. Get out of here, get out of here. I'm going to take him to an animal shelter or home for the wayward hog or something. Come on. Okay, I think we had enough laughs for today. Let's just play a little more music. You could never get enough of that stuff. I think it's going pretty well. Shut up. Danny's reaction when Jesse tells him, like, yeah, there's something wrong, you're on the air, and J Danny's like, what? Luckily, Jesse does damage control here. He's like, hey, if you guys are still listening, God bless you, thank you. And Jesse's like, alright, so I'm back at the controls, Joey's doing fine, and Jesse, like, takes the microphone that's on this long, um, 
twisty arm that you can twist down. I'm like, why do you keep moving it back and forth? Just leave it in one position. And all jo- Joey's doing is like, oh, like stuff. <sighs> Joey, you need to just go to bed because you're being a jerk right now. He can clearly talk from being on the floor. You heard him rev- being all like, get where you're standing on my hand. So why can't he just talk into the mic? You don't even have to technically lift your head. The mic is right there by your face. And Jesse's like, alright, and the best part is, and of course, here comes Michelle saying, Scruffy's back. Um, girls, 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 get out. But then I'd be, like, saying the same thing to DJ and her cohorts. Guys, he's recording. You don't need to be there. You can leave. Why did they leave the door open? Oh, that's for, oh, yeah, that's right. Because, <laughs> yeah, Michelle comes down, Stephanie comes down with Alex. Yeah, she's like, Scruffy's back! And it's like, why are you still coming down the stairs? Go back up there. And Danny's like, girls, go upstairs. All of you, you can go. So we go back upstairs. That roast that Danny put in, well, it's uh, being cooked to being charbroiled now because smoke is just filtering out of the stove. And Scruffy, luckily, all he's got to do is... He's in this small pen that he can easily break out of because they're just... And he does that, breaks out of it, goes downstairs. Well, he groans like... And Jesse's waiting for the commercial to get over so he can know when to get back on air again. And he's like, alright, quiet everybody, the commercial's almost over. You're the... And Jesse's like, I said quiet, Kimmy! The audience, the way that they ran, like, woo Like, okay, uh, yeah, do we always uh, <laughs> do that when it comes to the insults of Kimmy Gibbler? I, I can't remember. But the way the audience reacts to this one, it's like, woo, you got her good. And she's like, it's not my grunt. But Scruffy is able to open the door to the studio just a nudge of his wet nose or snout and he just starts zipping around everyone's like oh my gosh let's get the pig and it's they're all moving in a horde towards scruffy it's like split up danny finally gets and and jesse's like hey it's turns it into like a horse race type thing like hey it's scruffy by a snout i hope you like that little bit it's called get the pig out of here and Danny's like, fine, I'll get him out of here. I'll take him to, like, uh, animal shelter or the home for the wayward hog. Or Like, no, you would give him back to the, the Schneiders. That's their pig. I almost called it a dog, but... No, you... So luckily, everyone gets out of there. And it turns out... Michelle's like, fire, fire! It's, it's just a little smoke. There's not, like, flames coming out of the oven. It's fine, because Danny's putting it out with a fire extinguisher. And, of course, as soon as they hear fire downstairs, Jesse and Joey, Jesse grabs Joey, and you just see him, like, lifting Joey onto his back and just going up the stairs. It's like, it's all right. It's, all right. it's, it's out now. It's like, why are Steve and his friends still there? Go home. Go somewhere else. 
you don't need to be here anymore. The one thing that irritated me was like, hey, we're the Rush Hour Renegades and we're going to come back with those comedy bits that you've been waiting for. It's like, not the way Joey's been acting. You're definitely not going to get any of those comedy bits. Whoa, be careful. Funny. It's okay, everyone. It was just the roast. Who likes theirs? Well done. Scruffy didn't come to get us. The whole house could have burned up. Uh, You're my hero. So. Well, they don't have a uh, smoke Scruffy, so. here, have a great buddy. I want to apologize for that wayward hog crack. I was way out of line. Really, you really came through for us, bud. Now on, my house is your pig pen. Where's the fire? I was in the oven, it's out, everything is fine. Oh, yeah, everything's fine. I'm having a terrific day. <laughs> I think we should do more shows from the house. <laughs> Zip it. Yes. Yeah, I'm just thinking, they don't have a smoke detector at all, or a smoke alarm, or anything in that house. And somebody's like, oh, if Scruffy hadn't gotten to come to get us, the whole house would have burned down. I don't think it would have burned down necessarily. It was mainly contained to the oven because the door was shut, keeping that everything in there except for the smoke that was filtering out through the vents. But eventually you would have smelt it. Danny has a change of heart here. He apologizes to Scruffy about the wayward hog, beats him at grapes, says, hey, you really pulled through for us, buddy. From now on, my house is your pig pen. And here's a grape. So now we move into the living room as the family gets ready to see Becky's on-air debut. It's Rebecca Donaldson for the news. Her first time as a field reporter. They're using Joey, who's laid across the coffee table with a pillow under his head. He's got a like a little lazy Susan going on with a snack tray where it can rotate on his stomach. And it's like, oh, this is cool. They got like bugles and other things. Little uh, celery fruit in there, getting a little mix of everything. Healthy, salty, sweet, that kind of thing. And Joey, or not Joey, Joey's uh, indisposed at the moment on the on the coffee table. <laughs> no, um, Danny and Scruffy are bonding because they're like, hey, can we play with Scruffy now? How do you play with a pig? How do you play with a pig? Do you throw it a ball in a safe edge? Do you, uh, do you, like, dangle a grape in front of its head and say, up, up, up? I don't know. I'm sure you can play with a pig. And Danny is just like, no, Scruffy and I are bonding right now. You'll get your, you've had your turn. It's my turn now. They love this pig. This pig is not going to leave. <laughs> so, yeah, I get, we get a close-up of the tray. We got, like, better cheddars. We got bugles. We got... What are those things supposed to be? I don't know. Celery, carrots, and radishes. Radishes? I liked radishes at one point. You know, the only way I like celery sticks are if you put peanut butter and raisins on them and on a log. Yeah. And if I had, like, craft uh, three cheese ranch, which is what we use a lot to dip stuff in, that is what I'm dipping my carrot sticks in. How you feeling, Joey? Not bad for a human snack tray. Dad, can we play with Scruffy now? 
Oh, maybe later, honey. We're, we're bonding. Hey, if Dad adopts him, he sleeps in your room. Look, quiet, quiet. She's on. Oh, look, Scruffy, it's Aunt Becky. Here's a twist on the old cab driver helps a passenger give birth story. Bobo, a mime, on his way to perform at a children's birthday party, was in a cab when his driver, Jenna Sandstrom, suddenly went into labor. Bobo remained calm, helped Jenna pull over to the side of the road, and without saying a word, delivered her baby. And now, making his first television appearance, is six-pound, eight-ounce Bobo Sandstrom, named after his silent savior. Yes, sweetie. Oh, Bobo, I know you're too little to realize this, but someday you'll understand just how miraculous your entrance into the world really was. I'm Rebecca Donaldson on the spot with Jenna Sandstrom, San Francisco's newest little bundle of joy, and Bobo, who's in a box. So this is the kind of cute piece that she's doing about a cab driver goes into labor... Her passenger, who happens to be a mime, on his way to a birthday party, helps her deliver her baby. Why wasn't she on maternity leave? I don't know. I don't know. But the cab driver names her baby Bobo. I'm sure there's got to be, an, like, Bobo is probably going to be, like, a middle name or a nickname or something like that. But Becky holds baby Bobo in her arms, and I think... We're going to learn later that she actually now wants to have a baby after holding a baby. All, that's all it took to ignite that baby fever. It's like, oh, look at this little baby. See, whenever, like I said, I, I get a little bit of baby fever whenever I see somebody that I know or who's related to me, who's having or expecting a baby. And then just as simple as that, just shortly after, it just, it, it goes away. It goes away. So, we cut upstairs, it's nighttime, Jesse's coming out of the twins' room, putting them to sleep, Becky comes home, it's probably gotta be like 8 o'clock at night, maybe 8.30, and he congratulates her on a great report, like, honey, I saw you on TV, you did an amazing job. When Becky asks how Jesse's day, he's like, oh, my day, my day was great, it was a, it was basically a day from hell. Wow, that bad, huh? So Jesse is like, you know, honey, you're right. I mean, I really don't think it's time for us to have another baby. I mean, I can't take care of three kids and Joey. But Becky surprises him by, uh, you know, and he's saying, you know, you with this new job and everything, just it wouldn't work out for us. And she decides, you know, I, I really don't, I don't want to take the job. And I want to have another baby. You know, I already have a job and I got two great, wonderful kids. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, if you were Becky and you had your talk show, you know, your co-host, and you were going to be offered a field reporter position, whether or not it play, pays more or not, who knows. Would you give up your talk show to be a field reporter? I don't know. I kind of like the talk show. I would probably stick with the talk show. Even if, say, the field reporter job paid a little more, which maybe it does. I don't know. Jesse is just surprised. Like, why won't you take this? She's like, well, I already have two jobs. I'm a mom and I got my show. So, yeah, she tells him that uh, when she was holding little Bobo. And the fact, she says little Bobo. So why is she, like, the baby, not the mom? It's like, you said little Bobo. You didn't see the, say, the regular-sized Bobo. But she says, I miss holding my own babies. 
you know? And he's like, what are you saying? You saying you want to have another baby? And she's like, yeah, I think I do. He's like, wow, I can't believe it. We, we want the same thing at the same time. That has, like, never happened before. I love how he says, that's great because we make beautiful babies together. And I love her saying that. We make them two at a time. It's like, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? What if they end up, I mean, we know the scenario they end up adopting, like, 20 plus years later. But what if she ends up getting pregnant with twins again? You'd have four kids. Oh my gosh. And so this whole thing, it, it doesn't come to fruition until like Fuller House. And it kind of goes in a different direction. I like that they choose to adopt, you know, as empty nesters with, you know, Nikki and Alex in college and everything. So the timing just, it wouldn't have been right. I mean, five people in that attic. I mean, where would you put the baby? There's only so much room in that room for Nikki and Alex. And eventually, they're going to get to be too big for that room. So I was like, oh, just out of curiosity, when do you want to get started? She's like, well, now works for me. He's like, me too. He turns off the lights. He's still got his shoes on. Who does it when there's shoes on? Nobody. Nobody. I don't know about any of you all, but I kind of like to be under the covers, okay? That's how I, I, I do things. That's that's my prerogative. That's what I'm into. Um, but <laughs> it's dark. You don't see anything. All we hear is Becky say, Jess, your nose is wet. And you, you just hear silence, like, and then you hear, <laughs> and Jesse back here, like, Scruffy! And you just see in shadow the pig. The pig did. Where was this pig? Was it up there the whole time? Oh my gosh. And that's how the episode ends. Hi, honey. Hi, Beck. A great report today, sweetheart. That was terrific. Thanks. How was your day? Oh, my day. My day was great. Oh, it's just just out of this world. It was uh, it was a day from hell, basically. Ah, <laughs> oh, Beck, maybe you're right. I mean, with this new job of yours, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have another baby. I can't take care of three kids and Joey. Honey, I'm not gonna take the job. Why not? Well, I already have a job. I have two jobs. I have my show and I have my family. Oh, come on, Becky. You were so good today. You, you gotta go for it. Well, that's what I thought when I left the house this morning, but... You know, then when I was at the hospital and I held little Bobo in my arms... The baby, not the mime. Sure. I realized how much I, I missed holding my own babies. What are you saying? Saying you wanna have a baby? Yes. I don't believe this. We, we want the same thing at the same time? I think so. That's great, because you know what, sweetheart? We make beautiful babies together. <laughs> yeah, we make them two at a time. <laughs> I love you so much. Now, just out of curiosity, um, when would you like to start? Now works for me. Me too. <laughs> Yes. Yeah? <laughs> Your nose is wet. Scruffy! Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
we had a fun time meeting Scruffy and his fun, lovable antics from uh, running around the house, having people chase after him, and just <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cute for a uh, for a potbelly pig. All right, before I officially finish this episode, I kind of wanted to do some uh, some pig talk. Let's talk about some pigs that are relatively known. We have Peppa Pig. Looks like she is a book character. Oh, a British cartoon character. Okay, cool. We, of course, have Wilbur. He is from Charlotte's Web, which was first published in 1952. Charlotte's Web tells the story of Wilbur, the pig and his barnyard friendship with the spider Charlotte. All right, we have Ham from a Toy Story. We have Pumbaa. From The Lion King. Let's see. We have Porky Pig from Looney Tunes. Spider Pig from The Simpsons movie. Uh, Napoleon from George Orwell's Animal Farm. And Miss Piggy. We can't forget Babe. The pig from the movie Babe. Or, of course... Gordy from the Disney movie that came out in 1995. Gordy. We also have the three little pigs. Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. Pua! Oh, that's right! That's adorable! I have a stuffed I have a stuffed Pua pig from um, the movie Moana. I just, I saw the pig and I'm like, I have to get the stuffed And I do have a stuffed animal version of the chicken Hey Hey. I love him, too. So cute. Olivia, okay, from the Olivia series. Got Hampton! Tiny Toon Adventures! Aww. We have Spider-Ham from Marvel Universe. Let's see here. Gunter from the movie Sing. Rosita, also from the movie Sing. Let's see, who else? Who else is kind of famous here? Petunia Pig, that's right, Looney Tunes, yes. Arnold Ziffel, Jeremy was just talking about him today. The pig from Green Acres, aww. Treat Heart Pig, okay, from Care Bears. He must be a Care Bear cousin then. Oh, I just thought of one. Remember um, Orson's farm? Orson the pig and his... Pig brothers that were just so horrible. Yeah, I just, I just, that just came to mind. So, courtesy of Pet MD, the guide to owning a pot-bellied pig. If you're, if you've always been a lover of these amazing creatures, or you simply want a hypoallergenic pet, that is as smart as it is clean. It is, it's essential to understand that being a responsible pet parent to a pot-bellied pig requires patience, care, and understanding. Alright, so here's what you're going to need to know. Physical characteristics of a potbellied pig. There's no such thing as one-size-fits-all pig. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, the president of Pig Placement Network in Pennsylvania's Ross Mill Farm. Pigs are very genetically diverse, thus there's very little consistency when it comes to their bodies. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Good, 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 good. Uh, let's see. It says probably pigs typically range anywhere from 90 to 150 pounds, stand between 16 and 30 inches tall. Let's see. Hits its full size around three to five years, so don't expect the same young pig you get 
to stay the same size. Rooting is the act of a pot-bellied pig digging and searching with its snout. Rooting is not only an important and innate part of a pot-bellied pig's behavior, it is also incredibly beneficial for its overall health and well-being. Alright, that's cool. And also, definitely can imagine that you would want to make sure whether you live in the city or you live in the country is the place that you're at zoned for, you know, livestock, animals, you know, potbelly pig. Oh, I just thought of one. Another pig. Have you seen the two, was it 2003 that um, Uptown Girls with Dakota Fanning and the late Brittany Murphy came out? Because she had a potbelly pig named Moo. I totally forgot about Moo. So one of the things, of course, to ensure good health with your potbelly pig, keeping your pet on a pelleted, balanced diet that is formulated especially for potbelly pigs, as instructed by their accredited breeder or adoption facility. You also want to avoid high sugar or high processed foods for treats. Let's see. Low sugar, high fiber fruits and veggies make the best treats for your pet pigs. Also another thing, keeping your pig hydrated is very, very important. And it says the main thing to watch for is not the amount, but the availability. Pigs like their roots, so will often splash their water out of their bowl and not have any to drink later. So this needs to be monitored closely. Guys, you can find all this information on Pet MD under Potbelly Pigs. Okay, this is interesting about their personality. They learn quickly, they do not forget, and they are able to deduce. If they learn a behavior, they don't unlearn that behavior. Well, wow, that is very, that's very insightful to learn. I honestly didn't really know much about potbelly pigs. So yeah, that's exactly why you have to make sure you don't spoil your pet pig or let them become the head of the household. Pigs remember both positive and negative reinforcement and know how to get the desired results. For instance, sometimes pigs will nudge at their owner when they want something. So as far as it goes with grooming, pigs have hair instead of fur. Shedding really isn't a big deal. And also they shed like once a year. It, you know, happens about, you know, within a week's time, so it's not a big deal. And starts in at about two years old. But you do want to brush your pig to avoid flaky skin. And luckily, fleas tend to leave pigs alone, which that's awesome. Grooming a pig's hooves, however, require a bit more work. Pigs will need regular hoof care, and older pigs develop, that develop tusks, usually three years or older, will need, to sharp, need the sharp points trimmed. I was just thinking of another pig book that I had read. It's called, I want to make sure, I think it's, a Good Good Pig, The Life of Christopher Hogwood by Cy Montgomery. I want to make sure I got this right, though. I read it, like, back in, like, 2009 when I was um, really into animal memoirs. Not that I'm not... Okay, The Good Good Pig, The Extraordinary Life of Christopher Hogwood. And she and her husband, Cy Montgomery and her husband, had gotten this little baby runt of a pig. And this pig, this pig got huge. Let's see. When Cy Montgomery opened her heart to a sick piglet, she had no inkling that this piglet, later named Christopher Hogwood, would not only survive, but flourish. The good, good pig celebrates Christopher Hogwood in all his glory. From his auspicious infancy to hog heaven and rural New Hampshire, where his boundless zest for life and his large, loving heart made him absolute monarch. 
this came out in 2007, so I probably would have read it back in 08 or 09, but I definitely recommend it. It is lengthy. It goes into a lot of detail. There are black and white pictures. It's just, it's very enjoyable. Cy Montgomery is such an amazing um, animal memorist, or not just that, but just her research that she goes into, she, you know, animal studies. She travels and stuff like that. For her research and it's really really great and amazing so I definitely would say check that out all right so one particular that I want to look up I want to try to look up who played Bobo the mime and it's just tie-in t-y-e-n but of course before I do that let's see do I have a relatable for this episode let me think the only relatable and I it's a heck of a stretch because you know, my uh, my sister did 4-H with, with pigs and so did my cousins. And even my, uh, I think my nephews, maybe even my, I don't know if my niece did, but my nephews definitely raised pigs as well. Um, Danny using a microphone could be a relatable, <laughs> even that's a stretch. So I'm going to say no, there's no relatable for me for this episode. I want to give it to Steve. I really like that, that print button-up shirt that he's wearing. It's like different colors. It's like white. It's like light blue. A little bit of a darker blue. Just different patterns. It's just really eye-catching. Worst, I gotta give it to... I'm gonna give it to DJ with the long, the long, long, sh oh, baggy shirt. Just, I don't like that on her. So, DJ gets worst outfit of the episode, and Steve gets the best outfit of the episode. So, of course, the next episode in the Animals of Full House, Season 8, Episode 6, entitled, You Pet It, You Bought It, where we get to meet Shorty the Donkey. Why is it doing this? My gosh. There we go. Okay. This episode aired on November 1st, 1994. Michelle buys a donkey from the petting zoo. A traveling petting zoo, actually. <laughs> so I'm actually not seeing him anywhere. Not on IMDb and not anywhere on the internet. I put in his name, T-Y-E-N, even as Bobo the Mime on Full House. And I'm just, I'm not getting anything. This guy is like an obscurity. It's almost like he doesn't exist. I mean, you put in the word, the name Tyen, T-Y-E-N, the only thing that comes up is the Charmings. Yet, it says featuring Tyen as Bobo the Mime on the credits here. It's just, he's not on IMDb as far as under this episode of Full House, so I don't know. But, um, I have decided that actually we have three cast members of Full and Fuller House that have birthdays in July, so we're going to do kind of a birthday episode type celebration for them and then the animals of full house is going to actually be in august i know it's like i keep shoving things here and there as you guys know with our move eventually coming up and ever and everything like that so things like maybe i'll do it maybe i can do it maybe i can't do it and i i apologize for all the hullabaloo right now but uh yeah it's just i saw that and i'm like okay we got Three, we got, let's see, 
We got Andrea Barber, July 3rd. And the episode I picked for her is Taking the Plunge from Full House, Season 8, where Kimmy almost marries Dwayne. And then we have uh, Michael Campion, whose birthday is July 26th. And the episode I figured I wanted to do for him would be... here. It's going to be season two, Mom Interference in this episode. It's a full house when game night, when for game night when Steve and Matt bring uninvited guests, Jackson decides to join the football team. So kind of about Jackson wanting to join the football team. We also have Alan Thicke guest starring, the late Alan Thicke who goes by the name Mike, which is kind of funny. For Lori Laughlin, who played Aunt Becky, for her, I'm picking another season eight Full House episode, The Producer, because I wanted, you know, these to be like themed based on the actor who is portraying the character. So, let's see, The Producer. Here it is, right here. Eight. Episode 13. Danny feels humiliated and quits when Rebecca is promoted to producer of the show. So even though it's a little bit about Danny, it's also about Becky as well. She's named producer. And I just thought, yeah, that would be definitely, uh, that would be fun. So that's what we're going to do in July. And then in August is when I'll do the animals. Even though you won't hear this episode until August and me saying all of this. But I'll be sure to uh, announce this as well on other. Anyway, all right. Sorry for me babbling. <laughs> if you haven't yet, if you enjoyed the podcast, jump on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leave a review. You can use emojis to describe characters or... I'm just going to say characters because I think episodes would be... Uh, I had a little bit of a hard time... Not too hard of a time deciphering... <laughs> The iTunes review, it was really awesome that one, one of you listeners actually <laughs> took me up on that. I thought that was wild. That was so cool. But it's just like, characters I think I can do. Episodes, um, like episode titles or just episodes like that. Because you got all eight seasons of Full House and then you have five seasons of Fuller House. And it's like, oh, I gotta scratch my head at that one. But, um, yeah, so I hope you guys have a good week. After August, I'm going to be working on some back-to-school episodes of Full House and Fuller House, so enjoy that. Alright, without further ado, let's have a good week, everybody, and I will be back with the Season 8 Full House episode where we meet Shorty the Donkey. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>